Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Devs and a Maybe. My name's Ed Mann and today, it feels like deja vu, uh, it probably because it is, uh, I am joined today by the great Joe Watkins. How you doing, man? Hi, Ed. <laughs> it, it really does feel like deja vu. But the audience won't know that I'm going to put myself well and truly in it. Um, we did do this podcast yesterday, lunchtime, uh, and then I decided to clean up some folders and then realised I deleted it. And I went through all the matter of means of trying to rescue the file, and I found a lot of other stuff that I could rescue, which I didn't want. I was like looking through, I was like, yeah, I don't need that song, don't need that song, trying to go for these files that this uh, program had been able to rescue. And I'm like, I only want one file. I literally have just emptied my trash, I want it. Uh, but yeah, no luck. But Joe's been really kind to kind of come on again, and we can say, we can almost do the same podcast again, but be even better because we've done it twice now. So, you know, it's like almost like it's a warm-up episode, yesterday's one. Yeah, I can't really remember what I said because it was it was a whole day ago anyway, so it'd be like new for me. There we go. I like that. I like yeah, exactly. You know, for us it's fresh. So uh, and it's a fresh day. It's a brand new day. It's a new day. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Joe, how are things going, man? How are things in the life of Joe Watkins at the moment? P- pretty good. P- pretty good. Um, working on um, PHP seven and extensions. And that is it, yeah, because the extension work you've been doing, you've done quite a lot of stuff. If uh, people keep in contact with you, kind of in touch with you on Twitter and your blog posts and stuff, you've done a lot of work with uh, a certain P-Threads project. Um, and I know that, you know, you've spent, I mean, we spoke about it yesterday. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, you've been working on the P-Threads stuff. And I'm just wondering, so uh, this is version three. I'm just wondering what, what kind of things have changed, what things have been added. Um, I, I'm, I'm right in thinking that P, uh, version three only targets PHP 7. Yeah, only targets PHP 7, because um, the time to use PHP 5 is over. Um, I mean, PHP 5.4, end of life now, that's well and truly gone. I know yeah. That, that came, yeah, so it is fresh, like people need to be moving on. They need to move on quickly, and in 11 months, the whole 5 series goes um, end of life, but then it still gets security fixes for a year, so everyone has to move on. And just to just to kind of push with that, uh, um, just to just to push everyone in the right direction, I just thought I I won't I won't um I won't try and duplicate any new stuff for the version that was out for PHP five, which was version two. Because yeah, because because so what what's what is the main shift then um, between version two and three? Well, um, other than other than the platform obviously being different, PHP seven. Yeah, um, but the platform being different means many things. Um. The platform is it um okay, so since the beginning of PHP four there's always been um facilities to execute in multiple threads. Now uh so that's been there a really long time. Um but Was it ever un unhooked, like were people actually using it or Oh yeah, oh yeah, I mean everyone that uses PHP on Windows is using it. I mean the default build on Windows is threaded and IIS is um requires threading. So, so is, is the reason? Sorry, what is the reason why it's uh, uh, compiled and, and threaded on Windows? Is because of IIS needing it, or was uh, it just because of the way that Windows works? Well, I mean, it's a, it's it's a, a mixture of the fact that IIS did used to need it. Um, I, I'm actually 
pretty sure it still does, unless you unless you use um, a fast CGI. But if you use the actual module, um, Windows just does better with threads than it does with processes. Um, a process is a heavier uh, unit of execution in Windows than it is than a, than a thread is. So it just prefers threading, and and that's why iOS chooses it. Yeah, so why is it that Windows then um, tends to favour threads then? Because does it? So what what is the difference between the threading and the process model um, in Windows? Why is it so much more intensive? Well, I don't know a super huge amount about it. Um, I just know that um, a, a, a process is heavier in Windows than a thread is, and so um, I mean a, a, the forking model is pretty much the same as it is in Unix. But I, I'm not sure what what leads. Everyone down that road. It's not just iOS. I mean, like I said, the Apache friends uh, binaries are all distributed with um, uh, thread safety enabled, and they use the worker npm rather than the uh, multi-process npm. So um, that's all. That's always been uh, a thing. But threading and user land is a different thing. And in PHP five, um, all the all the all the kind of kit you need to make it work is already like I said, already there. But in PHP 5, um, actual objects, they were, they were not, they were not stored in a very useful way. That when you, when you passed around an object, the actual variable, the only thing in the variable internally was, um, a handle, like a, a numeric handle. So like a pointer to a bit of memory kind of location. Not, not even a pointer, no. Just an off, just an, an offset, an, 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 um, a numeric value to, uh, for, for an offset. Oh, right, okay. So, if you wanted to actually get the object, you have to read what, what was called, what is still the object store. Now, that's obviously heap allocated for each thread. And to read it at any time during execution would be extremely dangerous. So you can't do that. You can't rely on it being what you want it to no, because someone may have changed it under yeah underneath you. Yeah, because you can't you can't use the handle. It's, it, not only is it dangerous, it's unreliable because the handles are reused. So that um, if you pass a, 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 an object to a thread, and at the time you pass it, it's got um, an idea an ID of say one, and then um, by the time the thread references it, the 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 handle's been reallocated to a different object but there's no way to check so you can't you can't rely on it at all you can't rely on it and it would be dangerous to rely on it because it, like i said it involves reading the heap of another of another thread and that's that's dangerous um well it's dangerous if you're going to do it any at any time without without synchronization or or, or, or mutual exclusion so um you don't do that so in php 5 the only real way to um pass around objects was to serialize them and that was passing around objects between threads between threads yeah um was to serialize them and is that the serialize that we typically think of you know when we say serialize an object into string form it then yeah. and then able to unserialize it and stuff like that yeah for normal for normal objects yeah it's just the, the normal serialize that you're used to so threaded objects because they are safe um to be accessed from multiple well, certain structures in them are safe to be accessed from multiple contexts um, they can be passed around. They can be passed around physically, and, that, and they were. But um, now in PHP seven, an object is actually part of the ZVal structure. 
so that you don't, um, if you've got a reference to it, you've got a reference to it. Um, you don't have to worry about the unreliability problem. And, um, and you don't have to read the heap of another program to access, uh, to another thread to access the um, object itself. So this is much safer. Um, and all of the, all of the, you've probably heard people say that everything's on the stack now, all the variables are on the stack, and yep. that's what makes it so fast. Well, um, that means also that you can read, it's safe to read um, stack allocated um, scalars from other threads because they're on the, on the stack, and they're not going to be, they're not going to be um, re reallocated. So, um, that, and it makes it obviously much, fa much faster to do that. So, that was the main, that was the main, um, driving force behind, um, rewriting most of, rewriting most of, um, pthreads. Which is what I'd done for, um, PHP 7. Yeah, cause you, cause you had like an initial tweet out, didn't you, saying that you'd actually been able to, you know, you, you've succeeded in passing, you know, your test suite now passed on PHP 7, but you were yeah. kind of hesitant to put a tag on it as version 3. Yeah. Or, or a new version. Yeah, I, I I got the test suite to pass, and it just didn't it didn't it didn't feel right to, to tag a release. It just didn't feel I don't know. It still had some of the kind of warts that have become obvious over the last few years. And uh, and what could could you like just uh, like kind of expand on what what warts like what kind of things you felt were warts in within version two? Well, a good appy should only really enable the programmer to write good code. If I know that's like an ideal. But um, when it's an idea worth striving for when you're when you're talking about multi-threaded code, because it's hard enough to understand. That's exactly it. Yeah. If you give people bad ways to do stuff, they will do it the bad way. So um, an example of that is um, on on threaded objects, which are obviously at the base of all all, all other um, you know threads and workers. Um, so um, all threaded objects. Have got um, a property store like a like a like a um, an array of properties like a normal object's got in PHP, but the structure is manipulated in a way that um, is, is thread safe. Um, so it doesn't use the same store that PHP uses, but the same kind of thing. Um, and in um, pthreads v2, I exposed lock and unlock. On threaded objects, which was really stupid. How much you regret? <laughs> um, well, yeah, because because it was really stupid. Because it's really dangerous. Because if you lock um, an object and then, for whatever reason, you've you've you uh, execution does not continue past the point where you unlock it. So you leave execution locked for whatever uh, fatal error, uncaught exception, something like that. Um, not using finally or whatever. The next context that tries to lock the object will deadlock and that's unavoidable um so and, and, and sorry a context is a different thread they might be thinking that your context is yeah, yeah. context is a, is a thread yeah um so that was really stupid to expose that because there's a way to do it without there's it was already another way the, the synchronized method acquires a lock and always releases it even if your code fails, it handles internally all that boilerplate, yeah. all that stuff you need to do. It's just not possible to do that in userland. 
uh, even if you're really, really careful. It's just not possible to always do that. Because so, I think I remember I'm right in thinking that you actually added lock and unlock. It exposed them for your debugging and testing yourself, well, like to try it I, out. No, that was actually what even stupider than that. I actually exposed directly, um, partly uh, mutex and condition variables, which are like the lowest level um, primitive that there are. And, and what what is a mutex and a condition variable? Okay, so um, a mutex is um, mutex means mutual exclusion, and it, it literally means um, what what it says mutual exclusion. It excludes everything but one context. So only only one context can use that bit that access that object or interact with that object or yeah, that bit of code at one time. Can can execute a piece of code at once. So you lock the object, and then only you, only the context that acquired the lock, can execute the piece of code until you unlock it, and then other contexts. So it's a stop. It's a stop. This kind of problem where someone thinks it's doing something while someone's overwriting it the other side, and it all just becomes a mess. Um, And a condition variable is um, uh, slightly different. It's for sending signals between um, threads and, and 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 waiting for other threads. So, um, I, I shouldn't have, um, exposed them. And I said at every opportunity, don't use them. <laughs> they're, they're there for testing. They're for me for testing. Don't use them. Use but the then you still get, I'm sure you get bug put reports and also yeah. queries about the fact of using lock and unlock and. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and mutex and condition. So I removed those because you shouldn't, you shouldn't provide a way to do stupid things. Um, because people will do stupid things. So, I removed those. Um, and that, they were like the main removals. That's what got removed. And then, added was, um, well, the concept of, of volatile objects. So, volatile literally means rapidly changing, unpredictable. So something you can't, yeah, something you can't read, you can't, can't predict rely it, yeah, it. Can't, yeah, can't rely uh, on it. You have to treat it with care. So that's the definition, that's the definition of volatile. And an object that's being manipulated by multiple contexts is volatile. Yeah. That's, that's literally, that's what it is. Um, so now, um, a volatile object is quite slow because, um, it's exempt from an, a normal threaded object has got new rules applied to it that say that um, if threaded object A sets a property to another threaded object B, the reference that A holds to B is immutable, it's final, it can't be changed. So you can't go into, yep. Yeah. Because am I right thinking that version 2 was all volatile? There was no kind of... Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. all volatile, yeah. So... Um, by by doing that, it might seem like an arbitrary limitation, but actually it's not because by by doing that, um, we're able to assume that um, nothing's changed after nothing's that point. Changed. You don't have to ever check, and you don't worry you, about that. You don't have to track changes, which is expensive, and we don't have to keep um, verifying that objects are valid because we know they're valid because they're they're immutable, they're final, they can't it's be a snapshot changed. in time, and that, yeah. so that's what's happening in version three now. That we have so, this, yeah. this seg- in version this three, um, threaded members of threaded objects are immutable. And to get around that, if you see that as a limitation, like you've got some code that's designed to manip- uh, to mutate threaded members, then you can use a volatile object. But these are really bad, and they should be avoided because 
Well, it's uh, quite good that you kind of split them out and then put them in kind of a, you are using and explicitly say about, not about, you know, kind of the, a volatile object. There's, a, you know, the reason behind it. There must be a reason behind it. Lots of languages do have this, lots of, lots of languages do have this concept. So it's a good thing. It, um, it allows you to make optimizations and assumptions about normal code that means it can go faster, like a lot faster. So, um, that's that's good. It allows you to avoid some synchronization. All good multi-threaded code avoids synchronization whenever it can because it's just a, a pathway to doom, basically. Uh, if, you, if you don't do it right, <coughs> it's hard to detect when you haven't done it right. Nothing's going to shout at you and say you haven't done it right until it goes wrong. And um, it's just better to avoid it if you can. If, if you can avoid lock-in and things like that, you should. So... Um, that allows us to make some assumptions that make really good optimizations that everyone will feel. So that's good. Yeah, because I've noticed, because looking through the blog post, I think it was your second one where you had kind of benchmarks. And I know, you know, obviously looking at the title, you know, it's like, well, I don't I can't remember what was the saying that you had in there, but it was quite a funny one about, you know, good benchmark is someone who like was able to fake a benchmark or something. Oh, no, I would never trust a benchmark you didn't fake yourself. That's it. I love that. I think that's a great saying. Um, um, you know, I, 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 I think that comes from Nikita, actually. I think Nikita <laughs> said it in conversation and it just rings so true. It's so great. Um, but you shouldn't trust benchmarks, but the benchmarks, you shouldn't trust the time of the benchmark because I've got a, re- a really quick computer. If you do it on your computer, and I, and I had a really slow build of PHP, so if you do it on your computer, you might get a different time. So that's you shouldn't it. trust the time. But what you can trust is... The instruction um, set. That's it. Yeah, the count, it, it, that's it. Yeah. The number of instructions is more or less fixed. I mean, as near as it makes no difference, fixed. Uh, so you can, tr- you can trust that. Um, and that's what I was showing, that, that the new... That the, the new code um, is something like two, two billion instructions, and, and the old one was fourteen. That's exact because because I mean, and is that all to do with the fact that it doesn't have to do all this like because it's the serialization hack and things like that that you were talking yeah, it's, about? It's to do with um, it's to do with avoiding synchronization, and it's also to do with because you don't need to synchronize because it's immutable. So, and the first time you construct the object, um, it is it's synchronized, so it's safe. Um, so it's, it's, so it's partly that, but it's also, um, yeah, that, um, objects are, objects are, are not, that you don't need to keep unserializing, um, threaded objects. Even though they weren't actually serialized, it was only a hack, but you get to avoid that too, so that's. Because I know that you had to do a lot of voodoo magic to kind of, like, in version two. I remember you saying that there was a couple of bits that, you know, like, that you were working, you worked on, even though they had some bug leaks and stuff like that, or some leaks, sorry. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it just grew up with kind of a, an awkward set of rules, and I sort of accepted them because there's so many limitations around what you can reasonably do. Like I said before, needing to read the heap of other, I mean, because you can't do stuff like that. There's no point. There's no. There's no point in um, <coughs> striving for, for, for for any kind of perfection because you just can't attain it. But. Um, now you can get a lot, a lot closer. I mean, you still have to serialize um, standard objects because there's no, um, there's no conceivably safe way around. around That's that. what I was thinking. So you still handle um, uh, other objects, external foreign objects, the same way that you serialize those and yeah. then pass them along like that. Yeah, but threaded objects, which is what you should construct multi-threaded parts of your code from anyway, um, they don't, um, they don't, they aren't serialized. 
And and and, and the actual so, uh, members of that say like you know you pass in. Then then well if they're threaded or scalar they're not serialized. Um, but if they're an object that's not threaded then it's serialized. It's serialized. That's really cool, man. And uh, I suppose the thing is, so this is now because it's RC two. I'm right in thinking PHP seven now. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking, what 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 is your kind of roadmap with it? Are you hoping to for it be to released fully? Well, I suppose it has been tagged as version three now. Um, are you just kind of waiting on people to kind of use it and report yeah, bugs? And I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm actually a couple of minor versions along now. Um, just because people did report, people don't actually test stuff until you release it. So even though I blogged about it and I kept talking about it on Twitter, no, no one actually bothered to test it until I actually released it. <laughs> so you got a version to it, no one cares. Yeah. That, yeah. And maybe they were waiting for, I don't know what they were waiting for, but they did. And so I fixed a few, you know, minor bugs. Um, already tagged a couple of versions and. That's awesome, and, and and with the actual API, then so so how so because you, you're speaking a lot about like synchronization, and am I right in thinking synchronization is saying that I now have access the lock onto being able to use execute this bit of code and no one else's or yeah, or, no, that's basically what it is. It's a, it's a high it's a high level mutual exclusion basically, um, in it in its most simple form. So a um a synchronized you call the synchronized synchronized is a method on threaded objects which includes certain workers and um you pass it a closure and any arguments you want to pass to the closure and it acquires a lock and executes the code and then releases the lock but it releases the lock no matter what which is extremely important as explained um so that's basically what it does but also um there's a pattern there's a pattern, may, might be familiar with it from Java, wait and notify. Yep. Yeah, so, um, basically, the way that wait and notify works is, you're supposed to acquire a mutex before you wait. Uh, you're supposed to check a precondition that determines whether or not you wait. Uh, lock the mutex, check the condition, then wait. And then, when another thread, when you wait, the mutex that you locked is atomically unlocked and locked, which means that it's unlocked for a single thread. Okay, another thread. Yep. So that another thread can acquire the mutex, set the condition, and execute notify. So that wakes the other thread up. So there's only two threads awake at the same time. So that wakes the other thread up, and everything continues. And it, and it checks the precondition and knows that it's been woken up for a reason and continues. So that's basically what synchronization is. It's a way of um extracting away that stuff, yeah. To kind yes, of... synchronizing the execution of two of two two contexts. So that's that's what I'm talking about when I say synchronization. And more generally, I just mean locking mutex and unlocking it. But then without actually implicitly do explicitly doing that, instead, you know, providing these uh, you say using these kind of uh, yeah, you know but... levels above. Yeah, there needs to be a higher level way that's reliable. So that's what that's what we've got now. So in pthreads v2, um, there's a synchronized method, but stupidly, it only locks the state of the object, not its properties. Right. So what does that what did that mean then? Okay. So that means that when you enter a synchronized block in pthreads v2, another object can change properties. Another context can change the properties of the object, uh, which shouldn't be allowed. I mean, that's just stupid. <laughs> So was was there like a technical kind of uh, limitation? Yeah, well, no, there was. 
the limitation was, I suppose, my own skill. <laughs> uh, the P-Threads V2 used many um, locks and many condition variables to do its job because it seemed appropriate at the time. Uh, I mean, I, I've never written an implementation of multi-threading for a language before, <laughs> so I was new at it. And, um, and it's, it's a complicated, it's a hard problem to solve. It was a hard problem to solve, and I went at it in a hard way, and um, I'm quite confident um, with, with this kind of stuff anyway. Obviously, I've, I've been doing it before I set about this task. Um, but <coughs> it worked and everything, and it was reliable, but extremely complicated. And for a few reasons, you, can't, you, couldn't, you couldn't have both locks at the same time, because it might deadlock. So... This is extremely poor and unreliable. Well, not unreliable, but unpredictable is a better word, um, which is not good. That um, it come it, it it will come across as unreliable, but what it is is unpredictable. So I changed that. Um, I changed that so that in pthreads v three, it's all one. It's all one. It's all one lock. So this is much more, much more predictable, and it's easier to explain. And it's is what. I literally mean predictable when I say predictable in that when you look at some code, you know how it's going to work um, by looking at it and you don't have to worry about race conditions or, or anything because everything, if you write it properly, then what, what you expect is kind of expressed in the code and, and it, it's no more complicated than the code than the code is. Um, so that's that's the thing to, to strive for. You want it to be as simple as possible. So that's... that's um, Basically, that's basically it. So synchronization was improved in in V3, which is uh, nice for complex applications. I can imagine, yeah, absolutely. And and with with kind of like the switch. So I'm guessing that when do you kind of expect everyone to kind of move out? Because are you are you actively going to be working on the PHP five version when PHP seven's been released? Like when version? So will you be actively keeping version two and version three uh, in like yeah in release? Well, I mean, there's no, for obvious reasons, there's no way to try and backport everything I've done. Um, I've made a couple of commits to the V5 branch, but to be honest, no. I mean, I've got to, I've got to focus on something, and um, it, it's got to be the most productive thing mo- moving forwards. And PHP 5 has got 11 months left to live, in in my view, and um, that means I have to move on now. So oh, that's what I'm doing. No, I mean that's exactly it. I mean, did you get a lot of help at all from other people, like other other internal people or anyone who's interested in the project? Not a huge amount. I mean, recently I have actually got some um, some help from some other internal contributors, but uh, in in the way of help debugging and things like that. But no, I mean they're not super interested in it. Um, the set of users that use. P-Threads is not everyone. I mean, it's a set of power users, really. That's it. It's a very, uh, like, a niche kind, but what it's very useful, what it does yeah, <laughs> within but, that niche. Yeah, but you've got to be super confident to try, and there's not... That's quite... That's getting rarer and rarer now, so... Uh, I, I like it like that, though, because if everyone started using it tomorrow, my life would be really busy. Well, this is it, exactly. You would have no time for anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, and with that, sorry, it's like, you so... Um, what is the kind of like the upgrade path then? You know, like I suppose if you've been using lock and unlock and things like that, you need to get rid of that. Obviously, uh, yeah, you need to kind of back to the code and not yeah. use. It. I mean, it's as simple as that. Use synchronize. I mean, um, another thing to say is that 
whenever you read or write a member, safety is provided for you. You don't need to lock or unlock. It's done for you at the right time. So um, there's no there's no actual need for it. Um, people were using it because they thought that you couldn't read and write a member at the same time in two contexts, but that's wrong. You can because it doesn't happen at the same time uh, ever. So um, that's that's the other way. Just remove it. You don't need it. Um, if, so would you if, say that's kind of like the, the worst, not not the worst thing you've seen, but like kind of the common pattern, like of, you know misconceptions of bad like programming, the multi-threaded programming within peer well, threads. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few. Another one is assuming that globals and 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 things are okay, and obviously, I mean, they're not, are they? Uh, and um, what pthreads does for static variables, which are basically globals with the name, with the fancy name, but they're globals really. Um, what it does for them is it only copies simple ones. Um, so this this means that um, you can use static scope for like a thread local, which is quite useful. Um, uh, because it means that, say, if you want to connect to a database, you don't want to try and pass around a database connection object to many threads. It won't work for the first thing. And for the second thing, even if it would work, you won't want to do it because the driver hasn't been designed to be used in that way. So what you want to have is a connection per thread, which is what it's designed to have right now. So you can store that in a static, in a static class um, variable and it becomes thread local, which is quite useful. Um, so um, I can't remember what the question was. Oh no, I was just sorry. I was just saying like if there are any like bad patterns that you've noticed from people that you know oh, kind of like yeah. The yeah, basically globals and and trying to trying to use statics in silly ways and and then people get bit by it and then contact you and then you just have to kind of <laughs> and also just just assuming that. Oh, using it on in web servers, that happens all the time. Uh, I, I say every every opportunity I get, don't use it in web servers. It doesn't make sense. It won't work. Um, don't try it. And then people report issues with um, HTML line breaks. <laughs> and you're just like, I think you may be using this in the wrong place. This is yeah, but I, I, mean- I don't say anything because if you're not going to listen to me, you're not going to listen to me. Yeah. And I'm going to say, don't use it like that because it's a bit dictatorial. But, what, I mean, they are using it wrong. I mean... I can say it to you and yeah. in a podcast because they are using it wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, that's probably the worst thing I see people tr- people using it in. And, and and for the audio, but why why is it so bad to use? Um, oh, know? okay. Well, okay. Well, let's say let's say um, you you think your your um, template needs multi-threading or whatever. Your 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 or let's say let's say you want to make quite a common one is you want to make multiple requests to other appies. That's it. You want to kind of like aggregate a load of news feeds or something from loads of different HTTP, you know, like IO kind of lag it, you know? Yeah. You want to, you want to, you, you want to try and make your requests faster. So you think, Oh, well I'll use multi-threading and yeah, that'll work. I mean, that'll work, but it's terrible because if say you have your controller, um, create just like eight threads, let's say eight threads, which is quite reasonable. Everyone can, even a phone can execute eight threads. So let's say you use eight threads. That's fine when one person comes along. But if a hundred people come along at once, you're asking your hardware to execute 800 kernel threads at once. That's just not doable. I mean, it's not smart to do that. That will never, that will never work. Uh, and that's just with a hundred. I mean, that's just a tiny amount of traffic. Um, you know, the, the busiest websites 
they, I mean, not even the busiest websites, just a moderately busy website might handle a, a 10,000 times more than that, 100,000 at once. I mean, that's common. So, um, this is a terrible way to try and use it. It won't ever work. So, uh, so where do you see the use case and where, where do you like use it? Do you, do you use it in your day to day job? Uh, I use it a little bit, but, um, the, the main use case is as it, when people ask me for a use case for what we've heard and it's like, well, that's a bit weird. Yeah. It's like uh, you, you need the problem, you know, and then you yeah. realize that you need this. It's a, it's not like a thing that's, um, basically every, there's, there's the front end of the web, which is like PHP and, HTML and JavaScript and all that stuff. That just doesn't need multi-threading. It just doesn't work. It won't work. But all the stuff at the back end of the web, which is database servers, some web servers. Heavy uh, processing, data processing, yeah, things like that. Stuff, all of this stuff is multi-threaded because um, that takes advantage of the hardware properly and it's an easier model to have on the back end of something where um, it just makes sense there. So that's where... That's where people use it in other languages. I mean, all your database, MySQL, PostgreSQL, they wouldn't work without threads. They're all multi-threaded. So that's where you use it. At the back end of your application, where you're dealing with data and dealing with APIs and things like that, that's where you uh, use multi-threading in any language, actually, not just not just PHP or whatever. In any language, that's where you should use it. Unless, now, some languages, they've got what they call multi-threading, and it is multi-threading, but... Is what's called green threads. All right. So that a green thread is not really a, not really a thread. It's a bit like a generator in PHP. It's kind of a context that you can switch in and out of, um, which is like a thread, but in threading it happens in parallel. But in um, green threads, it might not happen in parallel. It might happen in the same thread at different times. So when these models where you've got where you've got many 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 green threads to one kernel thread this can scale quite well but obviously it has limitations um the only thing it's super useful for is uh when you're when the application just lends itself to that pattern or otherwise um asynchronous io but they're they're the only real really obvious um use cases for me for that but but P threads is not that it's one to one so when you create a thread that's a kernel thread that's a proper that's a proper thread it will happen in parallel, so. And, and like, with, um, and because, like, I suppose, because you, you, you spoke a little bit about Java and stuff, like, uh, you know, and I suppose, did you uh, did you kind of get a lot of the API kind of choices from the Java implementation? Mm. Yeah, I did. I mean, people can hate me for that, but... <laughs> well, it works. I mean, this is... <laughs> yeah, thing, it works. It? It's really mature. Um, you know, all the stuff you, you write nowadays, Android applications and whatnot, wouldn't work without it. It's a really well-proven model. And, and I suppose, like, because the synchronized model and that is, you know, all, all, all the same. And, and like, because there's a, I know that in- it is now, it is now consi- more or less consistent with, with Java, mm. except for the syntax of it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and, and with, and with, because uh, I know that Java has like a concurrent package that then has like a lot of uh, higher level concurrency models, like objects yeah. and things like that. I was wondering, are you hoping to like port those over eventually, or are you going to stick with what it is? To be honest, no. I mean, everything in array in is an array in PHP. That's just the way people have grown up. Um, there are there are packages out there. There's one called Arden, written by a friend of mine, um, with all kinds of data structures in it. It's really cool. But but and still, people actually adopt adopt um, the notion that different things require different structures, which they absolutely do, by the way. Um, 
then there's no point in trying to support that. So instead, threaded objects can be used like arrays. They're, they're basically they can be used like threads, say for arrays. So that's um that's as far as I need to go until people have changed their minds about um, structures. No, that's cool. That's cool. And, and I mean, releasing this. So it's all been released on GitHub, I assume, tagged and everything like that. And people are bringing it down. Um, is it on Peckle? Yeah. So it is. Um, it is. But you have to package it with an old version of PHP. But I was yeah. like, because at the moment, PHP 7 support and Peckle and parents is non existent. Yeah. Because there's no pair support for 7. Um, we're not, it's not going to. I don't think Peckle's going to come with us. But there's another idea to have something called Pickle, which is basically. <laughs> The same just, name. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the Pickle website, the you know, logo's a pickle, but, I mean, just ignore that. It's going to be called Pickle, and it's going to be a new thing. And, um, it, and, that's, and that's got kind of composer-fied I, version. Yeah, yeah. I've, heard of talk, I've heard of talk of integration with Composer, um, which is going to be nice. But uh, I don't know how practical it is. There seems to be a limitation on it that um, I don't think you want modules installed in your a document route. You don't want each website to have its own folder with its own modules in it. It just doesn't seem sensible to me. Too difficult to keep track of it, too difficult to administer. But that's how it's going to have to work, because obviously you can't have Composer running as root, so it can't, that's it. you can't install extensions in the... Yeah, because it's fine for versions of, like, you know, higher-level code, PHP code, but actually having modules as well that need or to maybe, be... Or maybe maybe the trends will change so that um, people don't install it in root anymore. They install it in opt or whatever, and they choose a version and whatever, but I don't know how practical that is for our main audience i mean the main audience is shared hosting as much as professionals we have yeah this is it exactly as much as, much as, as everyone thinks hate people, that yeah um that's a matter of fact um yeah. so it's got to work on shared hosting best so. because we I suppose a lot of people are now you know who are probably listening to this and you know kind of are in you know they've moved on in quotes you know a lot of it as you say still shared hosting is pretty much you know where it still wins out so yeah i mean it know, was unfair to say professionals actually i remember being professional and using shared hosting that was unfair but what I mean is, um, a lot of us don't... I mean, do you deal with hosting? I don't deal with hosting. That's none of my business, do you know what I mean? I, I, know, how it, I know how it works and that, but we don't, like, use a, a like, host data or whatever. We don't, use, we don't use any of them. We've got, like, a data centre. Yeah, you get, exactly. Yeah. Once you get to a scale, you then have to handle, you know, the hardware, yeah. the software yourself, you know, it's you have not- to handle the operating system, etc. These things are quite a few years in the past for us, is, is what I mean. And at a certain point, I suppose everyone gets there. So. See, and, and, and the thing is now, you know, with like these virtual servers and stuff, VPS, you know, not VPS, sorry, but virtual servers actually like that, you know, you, the barrier to entry is so low now. Yeah, like, you know, so being able to spin up a virtual instance, you can just quickly do it in a matter of seconds and I think you know, tear I've, it down. And I, th- I think I've got a VPS that cost me $6 a month. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and that's the thing. And, yeah, I remember the days of, you know, having these shared hosting and you're just hoping that the version, you know, it's like, oh, we haven't got this version, no, you know, and just yeah, checking to see what you've got okay. waiting for it and they're so slow on the upcake because, you know, I suppose the thing is they've got to keep it for the lowest common denominator as well. So, that's you know, for, yeah, that is the problem and that's why things like WordPress went out and everything and they have to stay, in quote, you know, they have to stay, you know, around, you know, with like the old code styles, et cetera, et cetera, because it works on these shared hosting platforms. Yeah. Which is always a bit of a pain. Because, I mean, that, that's one thing, obviously, with PHP 7, you know, MySQL, the extent, you know, is now being deprecated. It's not It's not only just deprecated, it's being removed. Yeah. Um, and I know you said that, you know, that, that it's moving quite quickly, uh, that PHP 5 is going to be end of life. Is it right in, in about yeah, 11 it's, months it's, then? Um, well, it's end of life, but it still receives security fixes. So I don't know if they call it end of life, but it's basically done with. 
in 11 months. So you haven't got long. Um, it won't be, it's not sensible to use it after um, it's actively being developed, really. Uh, and was this like a, consci- a conscious effort from the team then to say, look, we well, need to got, move, keep pushing on? <coughs> we've got a release schedule now and we're just trying to stick to it. Yeah. You've got, you've got finite amount of resources. Yeah, extremely finite. Yeah, find out my resources and you can't, you know, be spending your time on legacy, you know, code that's only, you know, maybe only going to affect, you know, certain people are just going to have to bite the bullet. You read on Reddit about Zend and you imagine, oh, this is probably a room full of people that work every hour of every day on it, but this is not the case. Actually, from Zend, there's only one person that works on PHP full time. So we don't have a lot of manpower to get stuff done. So you've got to keep the pace up because that's how you keep moving forwards. So it's worked for um, all of the five releases. They kept getting better and better, and, and it kept getting better and better. And hopefully, that's gonna that's gonna carry keep... on from seven to seven. Yeah. So and yeah. I, I remember you saying yesterday actually that there were you know like there's already talk about you know seven dot one release you know kind of like things like this nice. Screen. Oh, actually, a few minutes ago, seven was branched. Ooh. So there's now a seven branch. It's um so it's been it's been branched. So yeah, we're moving on. Um, there's no stopping it. And I suppose at the moment with RC2, it is just kind of, it's all stabilised and just trying to weed out any of the bugs and stuff. Yeah, it's basically, we just call in for testers, really. Just get your testing your code on it and try and run your test suites on it and things like that. And I'd, say, I'd also say then, I suppose, like with pthreads and some of your other extensions is to definitely kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, test it out, you know, send you pull requests or yeah. you know, kind of bug fix. Yeah, send, send me bug reports, but make sure that they're, they're sensible. Yeah. And they've got enough information in them to actually determine what the bug is. Quite often, people will post a bug report just saying, I've got this problem. My favourite one is, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Thank you. That's so informative. I know exactly what you mean by it doesn't work. I tried to do this, but it doesn't work. And that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That really doesn't mean anything. That's uh, right. My six-year-old says stuff doesn't work because he can't express himself. That's it, yeah, exactly. It's like it doesn't work. It's like so you... that, without me mean to anyone in particular, that's what I read when I when I read it doesn't work. It's <laughs> I read my going, it doesn't work. Oh, brilliant! And 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 other other extensions like um, UOPS and um, your, your APCU. How, how are they? How are they going? What's like things going on with them? I should have tagged a release of APCU already, but I'm very busy and I just haven't got around to doing that yet. Um, but APCU is basically ready. Um, UOPS is about three quarters, two thirds, three quarters ready. Um, just a few more, just a few more tests to get passed in. And then, um, that's basically, that's, I've got another couple of extensions, but that's basically all and I suppose all the work that you did with pthreads kind of looking into, you know, in depth into like the internals of it now, you can kind of take that to UOPS and APCU and all these other extensions yeah, well, and really. Uops, it. it probably doesn't seem like it, but UOPS and PFEDs do actually share some code. Um, so yeah, that's taught me, uh, that's basically taught me everything I need to know to fix the rest of UOPS. Um, APCU would share the same code. It's the code that copies, um, operates, so the, the internal representation of like a function or script. Um, that's shared between, well, it's mostly shared between, um, UOPS and PFEDs. That's a joke, because with APCU, because APCU is just the user yeah, land. Yeah, yeah it's just the user land stuff, but it used to be the code cache as well, and it used to have the same kind of same kind of code in it, um, but it doesn't anymore, so it's much simpler now. And have you been working on like any other, because um, I think, again, it was like XDebug was one that you said yeah, you were helping out well, with. The problem is, I mean, it's not just my extensions that, um, 
we rely on at work, we rely on other people's extensions as well. So now that mine are looking all right, I've been putting some effort into other people's um, just a day here and there. Um, I helped Derek for a few hours one day and I worked on uh, Memcached for a couple of days um, and I'll continue to work on Memcached and Xdebug actually because yeah, we need them. So um, now's the time to sort of get involved with other other people's extensions, I figure. How are you finding them? Uh, are they struggling? Like, have you, have you been able to help them? Well, I mean, yeah, a little bit. I mean, Xdebug Xdebug is extremely complicated. I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, because it because of necessity. I mean, it does a complicated job, um, and not to make it worse. I mean, he's probably done the right thing in that he's actually maintaining the PHP seven version and the PHP five version in the same branch. Wow, which that probably, does sound like a lot of if defs. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot, but it's probably the right thing to do though. Other people have chosen the easy route and chosen to branch, but that's probably going to make things difficult down the line. So has he said that he's going to be supporting, um, I'm assuming, the PHP 5 uh, branch? Yeah, he's no option. I mean, everyone in the world uses Xdebug, so everyone that uses PHP should use Xdebug. So, um, yeah, he's got no choice. He'll have to uh, maintain it. That is the trouble with becoming like kind of a, a de facto in the you know the extension world is that then you do have to kind of bite the bullet you can't bite the bullet as much yeah, as you he, wish you could he does a full-time job and, and he's got a lot to do a lot to do for xd but he's getting through it though um but if other people know how to join in they should obviously because that's also i mean i suppose the thing is then is like what how will we be getting these so um with that i mean we just have to hope like pickle and things like that because at the moment it will just be compiling them from source yeah you have to you have to check them out from git and and you have to clone them from git and compile them from source for the moment but um i think how to do that's getting Oh, I mean, like a shameless plug here from us is we actually showed uh, on our first po- our first screencast we did together with you know how to do that, like, yeah, compiling sure. you know PHP from source and then you know I mean the similar thing to how we were doing with PHP you know PHPizing. And um, I'm sure I'm sure you could just like search Stack Overflow or just yeah. search Google for how to install PHP extensions. It's pretty well known. It's always been the same, so it should be it should be quite easy for people to do that. Um, the problem is that people don't really like extensions. I mean, they they have to use Xdebug, and most most um, operating systems have it in their package repository. Um, but people don't like extensions. When you when you bring out an extension, the first thing people say is, "Oh, it's an extension. I don't want to use that as an extension." It's like, well, everything you use is an extension. It's an extension exactly. PHP relies on the fact that everything's an extension, almost. But it is a problem, and it's an especial problem. It's a special problem for pthreads because it not only is it an extension, but it requires a specific kind of build of PHP, yes. which is a real pain in the ass. And interestingly, the other day, um, someone who works on something called PHPSA, which is a static analyzer for PHP, um, they opened a bug report saying that they were trying to do a branch using pthreads. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'll, I'll have a look at that. And I had a look at it for a while, and I had to play with it, and then we were chatting on, on the GitHub issue, and he said, um, what do you think about a compatibility layer? And it had never occurred to me before, but if there's a polyfill, people that want to write code that if it's available can take advantage of pthreads, but if it's not available, it still needs to work. People that want to write code that can do that didn't really have any option. So what I've done is I made a, a package, it's on packages and on GitHub, um, and it polyfills pthreads so that you can write code that 
assumes that P-threads is available, and if it's not available, it will still work. But if That's it's, great. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's a great idea, but I never had it before. It's totally this guy's idea on the issue. I mean, community works. It really, it really does work. It's always worth listening to people. That's why I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, because that's a great idea. That it allows you then, at least then, you're not specking it. I mean, you really do want to kind of, you know, use it if you can. But if you can't, you know, yeah. it's not going to be just blow up it's in your like, face. Yeah, for whatever. I mean, that's the main, that's one of the main barriers to entry is that people, people know that you can't really rely on it being available on other machines. Because a lot of people aren't willing to rebuild PHP and they don't know how to install a thread safe one. Um, so and you yeah. like that gradual improvement, you know, where you know if you do have it, oh great, it's going to go quicker. But if you don't have it, it's not going to well, blow up. It's going to be well, fine. This is another thing because actually, no, that's not always true. I mean, if you if you um, this is quite a good it's quite a good tool for this as well because if you run without P threads and then run with P threads and you can see that it doesn't go any faster, then you can say there's no point in there's no point in in following this. I'm I'm going down the wrong path. It's not going to make it any better because the objects are all the same, the tasks are the same. The only difference is it's not executed in parallel. So if executing it in parallel does not make it faster, then you can actually see it doesn't make it faster. You're not, yeah. You haven't got the problem that yeah. It, yeah, this and solves. You might think, oh well, it's quite awkward to write it as if it's multi-threaded just on the off chance, but really it's not because the kind of uh, the kind of work you do is the kind of work that would only lend itself to already being written in such a way that um, you've got individual tasks and you, you write it, you, you encapsulate it like that so that each individual task is an individual task and it doesn't need to know about other tasks. And if you've got that kind of job, then already that tells you this That's is not good as multi-threaded code because these, these tasks don't need to communicate with each other. They just need to go as fast as they can. Um, and that, that's what you want in multi-threaded code. You don't want tasks that are all intermixed and, and communicating with each other. You want individual sections of code. So if you're writing code and it lends itself to that already, you might as well try threading it. So, um, that's, I mean, that's what, I mean, sure, that's what you see is that people just try to, they assume, oh, it's all right. It's slow. We're just P threads. We'll use that and we'll yeah, just, you know, and then it doesn't, like it doesn't work like that. No. It, ne- it never will work like that. I mean, um, you have to have to architectural design that caters towards it. Yeah, you, you, uh, you can't just do and you can't just throw threads at anything and expect it will go. If you throw sixteen threads at it, people think it will go sixteen times faster, but that's not the case at all. Um, so you should you should you should always try and deduce that for yourself before, but before um, trying anything really, you should always think about what you're actually doing. Can I do this another way? Is there another way to do it without making it complicated? But if you're writing something and it looks like these are individual tasks and they share some resources, but they're individual, they don't talk to it, they don't need to know about each other, they don't change the state of each other, they don't share a bunch of state with other things. Um, and that, that's already a description of something that's, um, good, good, good candidate for threading. Um, so then you, you, you try the, you try, you can try it with the, with the polyfill and see if you can write it in a way that, um, will, or lend it to itself towards that. Yeah, and then and then if Pthreads is available, it will use it. That's great, man. Well, I, I, again, thank you so much, Joe, for coming on the podcast and kind of like, yeah, your words of wisdom kind of spread, you know. Our audience, I'm sure, really appreciate it. And uh, also, the, yeah, for speaker, we, I think I just mentioned it, but, you know, like the shameless plug is, yeah, me and Joe did release a couple of videos that I think have gone down quite well. And I've, I've really enjoyed um, watching them and also, well, re-watching them and also recording them with you. Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, PHP, you know, extension development 
Um, so, you know, the first one we went through, like an introductory one where we kind of spoke about how to set up an environment, like a Linux min, um, installation. Um, we had some fun setting that up, which was an interesting one. But, you know, eventually once that was done, we kind of did a good one, uh, in, you know, kind of introductory uh, screencast there. And we, we I think we, it was, we actually made like a small array uh, map function or array sum, sorry, array sum function that dealt with those long, long integers. Well, not long, yeah, long, long value types. Uh, and then we also then did a second uh, po- uh, screencast, which was moved into a lot more depth, like into talking about objects. Um, and I really enjoyed doing that one. And and yeah, I definitely be up for doing some more. Yeah, I will be. Yeah, it's good. It's good that I, I enjoy them a lot. It's quite it's quite a quite a difficult skill. Um... To, yeah, to... you you make sure you you make sure appreciate people who do that the screencast. Yeah. Um, yeah, because right. even I found editing them so much harder. Being able to keep them in sync with video and audio, it's yeah, it's a completely different ball game to what we're doing now, where it's just like an audio recording, click record. Uh, maybe you do a couple of tweaks in Audacity afterwards, but there's real no kind of work that you need to do compared to a screencast. When you say that to people, oh, it's much different. It's much harder. They kind of look at you a bit weird, but it's kind of like um when police officers are training to uh, if they're going to be drivers for the police they do their driving tests obviously if they haven't got a license and then they do another driving test where while they're driving along they've got to be they've got to verbosely explain everything they see and what it might mean and they've got to talk about their surroundings and they've got to observe certain things and they've got to be able to remember it's like doing it on overdrive and that's doing a mundane thing like driving or coding for us and then talking about it at the same time is actually quite a challenge for your for your brain if you're not used to it it's quite difficult so we're getting that right i think now um even though we got a bit of stick on reddit <laughs> for the last one well i noticed and then they were all deleted these accounts so uh yeah yeah they were down like right, so. deleted but yeah but yeah we don't listen to that we don't listen to that don't listen to the haters but no yeah, i mean if you're going to be constructive you've got something to say then say it even if it's don't sound very nice say it well that's it exactly you can look for a lens and say look okay this may be sound horrible but they do have a point but if they don't have a point you can take it on board think all right i'm taking it on board it's not going to help me i'm ignoring it so you know everyone's got a voice and everyone is entitled to you know say what they want uh but you know as long but i'm I'm also entitled to you know say yes or no whether it's right or wrong for us yeah we ignore it yeah so that's what we do uh yeah i can't wait to do another one they're good fun I, I, I've, I've started a couple of examples, but I haven't, I haven't got a. I can imagine after P threads and all this. Yeah, you must have been crazy work, crazy working hard. Yeah, and uh, well, no, I have found time to start, but I just haven't really. And I've spent quite a while on them, but I just they're not right, and I, I haven't really got a clear idea in my head of what the next example is going to be. I know what I want to show, but I'm not used to writing code for the benefit of talking about it and stuff. It's quite. <laughs> It's quite a challenge. It's a very different game, but no, I really appreciate it. And I know the audience, like, I know, well, I mean, the amount of views we've had, you know, it shows that people are really interested in it. And it's really nice that, you know, you and Internals guys, you know, taking the time to do this because, you know, it really helps out other people who are trying to get into it or at least try and understand it and appreciate how hard it is. Yeah, I mean, it is a good, um, it's one of my favourite pastimes, actually. I mean, even when I'm not, like, on working clock, on working hours, I'm basically doing the same same stuff. It's become my hobby. That's it. <laughs> All right then, Joe. Well, thank you so much again, man, for coming on the show. And um, yeah, I think it was just about getting up to the hour mark. So that'd be a good time to end the podcast. But yeah, it'd be great to have you on again. And we, yeah, we'll have to book up a couple more podca- uh, podcasts and screencasts in the near future. Cool. 
All right, then, man. Well, audience, uh, it's been great speaking to you, and yeah, we'll speak to you next week. All right, then. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe.